From the backwoods and the swamp waters of the Sunshine State and all across America and the world, this is the Big and Wild Outdoors with your host, Braden Gunn, Jonathan Swindle, and Bill George. Here we go, hour number three of the Big and Wild Outdoors. Thank you so much for joining us this morning on this beautiful, beautiful day. I'm Braden Gunn, that's Jonathan Swindle, and over there is Bill George. And on that side of the room over there, in his little secret spot, is uh, Diego, who's pushing the buttons over there. Let me remind everybody once again, if you'd like to uh, call, go ahead, do it. Go ahead, do it. 888-404-1010, If you have a question or comment anytime during the show, if we make you mad enough, you may want to call. If not, uh, you know. No, I'll only, if about. you're mad at me, you're only going to be on here for one more segment, so you can come to the shop and harass me. Are you leave? Are you going to take off out of here pretty soon? I guess, huh? Uh, I've got to go open the shop. What shop would that be? Arrowhead Archery. <gasps> no and way. And after that, then I have to go to back to Plant City tonight to get my daughter's show box from her pig showing experience this last week did uh that was yesterday was sale, that the hog sale, sale yesterday? yesterday yep yesterday was a hog sale uh did she uh get it out the door yes, is it all good how much she, did how much did i make i mean she make uh, 11 dollars a pound Wh- what but how much money was in the pig uh it's not about what it costs it's right. experience it, 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 this is the this is my thing where if we're teaching these kids to be future what? No, farmers future of America. Leaders. Future farmers of America. Farmers don't do it to have fun. That's farmers when do that's it. when it becomes work, but now it's for fun. No, no. Quit future farmers it. should know oh, how no, much they, they know that. No, I told Bill, uh, I didn't get a chance to tell you this story. You'd be very actually proud of Ava. Do you not know who her daddy is? Trust um, me, she knows how it works. She, you would be, I told Bill this, and he was, and you'd be very proud of Ava. She had a little encounter with a, uh, I, I don't know if I would call him an anti-person. Um, I was there, and she comes over and proceeds to tell me about this guy who comes up and asks her, because obviously this is a terminal show. Um, which for those people, as Mr. Limbaugh would say in Rio Linda, this is a production show. These animals are raised, fed out, sold to be butchered. That's and, right. Go in the freezer. You know, and these steers, uh, give a shout out to the kids. The steers, I think, are going in Tuesday or Wednesday. So if you need some beef, um, I would recommend, you know, maybe taking a look up there and seeing what the kids got to offer for you. But the gentleman proceeded to come by, and I've seen this showing several years. I experienced it a few times. Um, the guy obviously was going to all the younger girls' pens and was giving them the what for on how could you do this, how could you this. How? And like I said, I was very proud of my daughter because she looked at the man and said, Sir, or one of the funniest things they said, Sir, do you like bacon? He goes, yeah, I like bacon, and Ava, without, you know, of course, my daughter, she gets it from her mother. Um, yeah, without, sure. Without missing a beat, looks back at the gentleman and says, sir, where do you think bacon comes from? 
And from the store, it's born on styrofoam. And I and I just, I mean, for you know those proud dad moments in your life, I'm like, that 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 was one of those proud dad moments for me. That's a good life. one. I like that one. But that and, and the sad part about it is, and I, like I said, me and Bill were talking a little bit about it before you and Diego got here. Was that's the part that scares me with the public and with people like Bloomberg and people that just don't. They don't get it. I mean, yeah. <laughs> not even close. They don't. They don't. So. They can't put two and two together. Well, you know, you bring up an interesting thing. Um, I don't think a lot of people know that. And if you're in Hillsborough County, and you know, well, it's on Plant City. It's a strawberry festival. Blah 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 blah. I had this discussion with. You understand? Over the past week, two weeks out oh, of G five, bombarded. It is a flurry of activity. There are people. There are kids in there trying to get weight gain and uh, glossy coat and they're getting uh, hoof shine and they're getting trimming combs and I mean it is like an onslaught of everything and they're trying to get these animals uh, prepped for show. It's, it's, it's amazing how much effort and work these kids put into these. And I got into a discussion with I think a relative of yours um, who had a, uh, a son who was doing at a, a hog and then a daughter who was doing a steer mm-hmm. and i said i don't think that people understand how i used to buy my beef on the hoof through uh, a friend of ours uh who lives out in missouri it's you know he was out there and we would go in halves or whatever with whoever yep. to buy a, a a steer and then he'd bring it down at the end of the year after it was all butchered and everything else and whatever cuts you wanted and i said I think a lot of people don't understand that if you go and you purchase your beef or your hog or whatever from a a a young person at the strawberry festival that's a tax write off. Yeah. You you can actually write that off it's as a, a donation. T- it's a donation, yeah. it's a tax write off. So if you go out and you buy um, and on top of that, you're going to get a quality pounds. product put in your freezer that's not, yeah. you know. If me, Jonathan, and, and, and Bill George go in threes to go buy this 800, 1,700, whatever pound steer, we divide that up into threes, and the cost of it by threes, all that money, not only did we fill our freezers with prime, grass-fed, massaged, unbelievably taken care of beef, but then we can also write that off at the end of the year as a tax write-off. So it's like you're getting a little bit of free meat. And if you donate, let's say if you have 250 pounds of meat apiece. Oh, there'll be, there'll be some of the pork and the beef, like we're talking about the Beast Feast. There was four and, or five pigs donated to that last night. And if you donate 50 pounds of that paid-for beef to a homeless shelter or somebody else like that, that's another tax, tax write-off. So in a, in a reality, you're getting free beef. Quality grade triple A beef right there in well, your freezer for free. Well, with just a small investment, and you get it back. So, in my conversation with Jonathan, I I think there should be the the different categories for showmanship and then everything else. But at the end of the day, I think that young person should have to maintain the books and know how much money went into purchasing the animal to begin with, how much it costs to feed that animal. The medication and they do the record books and, yes. and do the record books, yeah. and there should be a contest, uh, a, a prize on 
return on investment yeah. because ultimately oh they do record books there yeah they do they have today. to they keep yeah. it on there because you gotta you gotta keep track of feed and what you're giving it or any but medications that, that or anything be, she uh, was very <laughs> that cracked me up with uh with ava she was very much on top of that pretty much the yeah. whole time you know i i you know one of the points that they brought up was if you uh let's say you bought a a, a steer or whatever or went in halves there's nothing to say you can't donate it to your church the wild game dinner a wild game dinner up the road. Yeah. Uh, you could uh, give it to the Boy yeah, Scouts for the, their big the funny, uh, annual uh, beef cook or whatever. The funny thing is, is there's so many people that we know that they look at us and they're like, you buy a whole cow. And I'm like, okay, you're talking about hamburger, steaks, you know, the Loins, whole nine yards. Whatever, whole, the liver, whole nine heart, yards, whatever you, you want. Yeah, however you want it done. Yep. And it's like I tried to explain – uh, I explained it to one of our friends before. She's like, well, how can you justify that? But, I said, look at what you buy during the year. With but this, that, is, so. this is the deal. They're looking at a freezer that's above a refrigerator. Yeah, oh, that's true. Okay. They cannot fathom. Oh, no. These are friends this, of mine that have upright freezers and chest, chest freezers, freezers and all that. St- and they hunt and everything else. But that's what I've tried to explain to them is uh, it's like me and you are talking about the books. I go in there and I buy like Braden saying. You go in there and say, "Let's you buy a hundred a thousand pound beef, okay? You're you can go ahead and knock off about three hundred pounds for, you know, hide and hide. Well, probably four hundred. I'd say four hundred pounds, okay? So you got six hundred pounds, pounds of meat that you're probably going to get a sixty forty split, basically, to where you're going to have probably sixty percent. Sixty percent of it's probably going to be like your hamburger and stuff like that. Or in your stew meats, or your cube steak, or whatever, but then the other forty percent, you're going to have your steaks, your cuts, you know, your T-bones, your rib steaks. Do you like your houses. steak with the bone in it, or do they take all the bones out? Oh no, sir! You can they, cut a we, T-bone, they, you can do whatever you want. Oh, no, sir! Give me they uh, give me that inch and a quarter thick T-bone porterhouse. You got to have the, you got to have the bone in there. You got to have the bone. You got to well, have the bone. Why in not? There. That leads me into what I want to talk to you about the deer thing. They're talking about the the CWD. Uh, We'll talk about that when we come back because that is important. I'll listen in. Oh, that's right. You're leaving. Oh, dude, you're leaving? That's a good thing he's leaving. Actually, if we're going to get on that subject, bye. Get get out. It's okay. All right, go out and see Jonathan today. Uh, he'll be out at Arrowhead. Uh, you can go out there. What time are you closing tonight? Like midnight? What are you uh, doing? We'll be there till 5. There you go. So go out and see him right there off uh, Highway 92. And what is that name, Crossroads? Highway 92 and Williams. There you go. Hi- Highway 92 and Williams Road. So it's all right there. Go in and say hi. Are you there by yourself? Yes. What? Yes. Dude, this is a perfect shoplifting opportunity. Go in there and see Jonathan. Twenty-three today. yards to the front door. That's all I gotta say. <laughs> He's already got it scoped out. And there's se- and there's several weapons laying all over the shop. Sure, did you really have to shoot him with a schwacker? You shoot him with a schwacker? Whatever I get my hands on. All right, we're gonna take a break. It is big and wild. I don't ever see that on their ads. Schwacker broadheads dropped them dead. Brought to you by G5 Feeding Outdoors and Brandon Ford. So castles made of sand fall in the sea. 
eventually Welcome back, everybody. It's Big and Wild Outdoors. Uh, thanks for joining us this morning. Uh, Jonathan has left the building. He's going out to Arrowhead to open up the shop and get everything going. And uh, Steve Austin apparently had, uh, heard us talking about him on the radio this morning, so he came in here to punch Bill George in the eyeball, which is okay. I'm all right with it. Where are you at? Where are you at uh, today? Are you on uh, uh, today? Five nine to two, followed by three to seven. Hey, on Q-Y-K. there's a mic here, sir. I know I'm close enough to it. We can. I can you barely hear. In there, yeah, sure he does. <laughs> three to seven on QYK and in tomorrow on uh, ninety eight seven to shark. Dude, there should be a special broadcasters award when you're on three different radio stations at well, the same that, time. Whoever that numb nuts TV station was the other day did the show on uh, all the longtime radio guys in the market. It didn't even mention me. Of course not. It was Why? all the usual suspects. Oh, yeah. In fact, I've been in the market longer than both of them. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Oh, well, that's true, too. I, I do know that. So you're on Q105 until 2. 2, and then jump over to QYK? Yep. Till, no, I'm sorry, till uh, 3, and then over to, to uh, QYK, <laughs> 3 to 7. And then over to the Shark? Tomorrow, <laughs> 9 to 2. <laughs> Diego, you can learn a lot from this guy. A shark is fun, man. I'm sorry. He came in to correct us because it was not Warren Sapp that you... Uh, Sean King. It was Sean King. That's right. It was Sean King who said... Never never test a guy who's got a buddy with a rangefinder. Remember when I was telling you that and you said you don't make fun? There's two things you don't say is I I never miss and, and you make fun of somebody who doesn't shoot. Yeah, when Sean King called out Steve Austin, he was all and good And started with, with, you ain't going to hit that old man. Yeah, as soon as he Woo. said the old man word, it was pretty much over. Let me light this hog up. <laughs> How far was it? Four hundred sixty yards. Four hundred sixty. Actually, yards. I took a guess. I, I put it like an inch above his back in the scope and just pulled the trigger, and he just went. Yeah, two seventy. Dropped straight down. And they want to poo-poo the two seventy. Shoot. Now man. they got the new ones all coming out. There's the new uh, two seventy bullets, and they're trying to tweak something that ain't broke. Two seventy seven millimeter oh eight. That's where it's at. I'm telling you. Two greatest rounds on the planet, man. Well, seven millimeter OH and kill something from six hundred yards easy. Easily, and everybody had to have the Creedmoor. Got to have the Creedmoor. Oh, got to have the Creedmoor. Yeah, that, that's the Creedmoor. flavor of the month. That Creedmoor. Everybody. I mean, it's a great round, but everybody's talking about it like, ooh, it's the end of the world. Well, now here's the funny thing. You're talking about the six point five, right? Yeah, six yeah. five Creedmoor. You know what's funny? I got this jacket right here that I'm wearing when I went up to the show, and there were aisles and aisles and aisles of uh, Valkyrie. Yeah, and now all of a sudden the Valkyrie is now becoming the starting to move up. More guys are coming and asking for Valkyrie ammunition and all that stuff. And I'm well, like, I'm like, I'm like, what? What are you let, shooting let, let now? Me, well, I, got, you I got a 270 short mag. I'm like, so so why change? Go go to Butt Crack Montana and try to find a 65.5 Creedmoor <laughs> around, or, or one of them really weird. Do you have any? By chance, could you tell me where there's an apothecary and where I might get some Creedmoor ammo? <laughs> It's like when you walk into the Walmart outside of Bolivar, Missouri, and go, do you have any 465 Weatherby? Yeah. And they go, what the, huh? Weather we- anything. Weather what? We got some antifreeze over there in the automotive department. I don't know what you mean. What's weather, Weatherby? I saw one of those guys on a hunting show one day. Somebody asked him if he had a, a Weatherby, and he goes, yeah, it's a boat paddle. <laughs> you can't find ammo for that stuff, man. No, well, I, I mean, in little towns, maybe, no, maybe in big no cities. But- you better show up with five boxes if mm-hmm. you're going to go. I remember the only place, I think, in the uh, west coast of all of Florida. What's the name of that gun shop up there in uh, Tallahassee? 
Fred's, Tom's, no, Bill's, George's. Yeah, is it uh, fancy smancy place? What is the name of that place? Neil, Brian's, Bernie's. It's one of some first name. Them and Bill Jackson's down here at Pinellas Park were the only two dealers that carried Weatherby ammunition. Yeah, it's hard enough to find a good seven millimeter oh eight. Yeah, yeah. I mean, not a lot of people carry that anymore. That, we have to order it. That's why when I was looking at a gun for my kids, it was smaller. I went with three oh eight, but thirty out six. And 300 wind mag are what I was looking at. 30 out 6 and 300 wind mag for a kid? <laughs> no, no, no. That 308 for them, for me, it was between a 30 out 6 and a 300 wind mag because I felt I could go anywhere and get ammunition. Well, that is true. And that, that is a good point. But you but know what you call a right handed child shooting a 300 wind mag? Lefty. <laughs> <laughs> for the rest of his days. My I kids grew up pulling the. Three and a half inch mag on turkeys, so you know yeah, that's only like one that shot. Time, I shot that guy's four sixteen nitro. Oh yeah, that's and not funny. I just funny. handed it back and I went, "Don't ever let me hold that again." I remember the day that you shot the three hundred uh, three thirty eight Lapua over the hood of the truck and uh, blew the fin off the front of my truck. Yeah, <laughs> he's got some pressure. Did you get man. bit by that one? Is that yeah, the one that bit you? No, the, hit me in the eye. Yeah, no, it was a thirty out six. Oh what? Yeah. No, I thought it was the no, Lapua. I was holding it wrong. I deserved that. Yeah. Well, at least it's it's car's not as visible as the one you left on yeah. Shaq. You know what? I, you know what I told my my dad always told me if you're going to be stupid, you got to be tough, and you got to be good looking while you do it. Yeah. Yeah, that's the two things. Well, if you're looking for Steve, go check him out. He'll be on uh, Q105 in for hour, a while when you guys hour. get off, and then he'll uh, be on QYK, and then tomorrow on the Shark. I don't know what to do without football in here on saturday or porn <laughs> no i'm kidding but there's no football oh gosh show prep ladies and gentlemen it's called show prep in radio well you know what are you building. looking at on the computer show prep no that was hank dale <laughs> <laughs> no i you can't look at that stuff in the building anymore it immediately sets off like 10 alarms I, I remember one day I was doing a talk anymore. show. This, this you notice he put the keyword in there, anymore. You know, this is a God's truth like five, six years ago. Me and little Monica are doing a show, and she asked me something about the Paris Hilton, about going to Paris and staying at the Paris Hilton. So I put in Paris Hilton. Nah, nah, nah. Engineers running from every room. What are you looking at? <laughs> I didn't even think about Paris Hilton. And, and her movies. Oh, okay. So they were popping up all over the screen. As soon as I saw them, I'm like, oh, God. Because we were literally talking about the Hilton Hotel in Paris. <laughs> oh, I'm not even going to try it on this one, so forget it. I'm all not right. going to try it on this computer. Uh, are you going to go do any turkey hunting this year at nah. all? You're not going to do it. Why not? Bill George wants you to go with him. Nah, I appreciate it, but heart ain't in it anymore, man. I lost my hunting buddy. So. I understand. And his uh, anniversary of his death next month. So, Oh, man. I ain't, I ain't going to be, nah. Man. I'll just hang out at the house. Y'all, you know, it's like I told, I'll get uh, I told to bring William you a Sullivan. I told William Sullivan last week, here's my number. Send me some pictures of some nice birds when you get them. Well, he'll, he'll be out. You know that for sure, Although man. I will admit that when I was up in northern Hillsboro a few weeks ago and slammed the truck door in here, I was like, oh, my God, where's that coming from? Yeah, so I thought I heard one gobbling at the house the other day. <laughs> well, it, it got cold, but, man, two weeks ago, and it was 84, 85. They were screaming up there. One, a, a, a rooster crows, and he like machine gun gobbled it. Just, burr, burr. he was mad. What, what area was this? Let's kind of narrow this down a little bit. Or just let's say early Pasco. You're not going, so what do you care? Uh, I got friends that are going. 
<laughs> I'm, I mean, you know, I, Early obviously somewhere. if I saw some turkeys hey, out somewhere, I'd spread what, the word. What he just said is, you're not a friend. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, I got I some friends. what made me mad. I brought, I brought my little grandson up to hog hunt with him. We didn't see a hog. We're with leaving. him, Bill George. P- pouring rain. We're leaving. Get on the interstate. Right on the right, the biggest hog I ever saw. Just <laughs> doodly doo doo, just tooling in the rain. Where have you been for 10 hours? I've been out here waiting for you to leave so I could just make you feel bad. Dark, just getting dark and raining. The perfect combo to bring the big boy up. Well, he's still got hog problems. Yeah. He was talking we, to Diego about going back up. We saw a couple up, so. cross right in front of us as we were leaving the other day. Cross right in front of us. Were there anywhere possibly where they could be shot? Yes, right on the right on the driveway. The, the country club doesn't count. No, right <laughs> on the driveway as you go into the place. They were standing right there. There you go. Then but, you're in the wrong spot. That's what hogs do, though. They go right where you can't shoot them and stand. Oh, I would have shot them right off the road. I have no question about that. Wait, we're talking a road in the woods. We're not talking about yeah, the main it's, road. Yeah, it's a off. woods. It's, it's not yeah. a... Yeah, that's what he meant. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, thanks for having me, sir. Oh, oh, thanks for coming by. Have fun over at Q105. Uh, our good buddy Steve Austin there, and uh, you need to keep working oh, good, on him. Good buddy. He, didn't he wouldn't even on. tell you where his turkey was. I know where he's talking about. Trust me, I already know. <laughs> I already know. And uh, let's just say a guy with a name that starts with a D and ends with an E, he's going to be up there first. So, uh, yeah. Well, there's so much, a lot of so much for getting to the CWD meetings. We'll get. We'll, we'll talk to him when we come back. All right. Jonathan's out of here. It's all out of Steve's system now because he had to come in and complain about the getting the story wrong. So we, we got you got the whole rest of the show, Bill George. Yeah. All right, we're gonna take a break. Don't shake your head in there, Diego. Make a squirrel. Us there he goes. There he is, right there. Big and wild. We're brought to you by G Five Feeding Outdoors. <sighs> West Highway ninety two in Plant City. Go by and see him today. It's gonna be a beautiful day to go shopping. And if you need a new car or truck, go see our boy Brooksy Hall because it's too cold to fish for him. He'll be out of Brandon Ford ready to. Uh, Get you the automobile of your dreams. So we'll be right back. stirring his hot chocolate and he doesn't realize that we're on the air. Welcome back everybody it's the Big and Wild Outdoor Just me What do you put in your mic on before the intro? And build your What? We already hit I I had the mic on we were sitting there It's just me and Billy George and Diego in the studio Uh, of course Jonathan had to go over and uh, open up Arrowhead Archery He'll be over there until 5 o'clock today go there and see him today go say hi do some shopping Get out there and do your thing. Uh, but Bill George has been chomping at the bit now for about the past hour and a half to uh, cover up some of this stuff. Actually, this was quite the hot topic on social media this past week about some of the stuff that the FWC is uh, wanting to do with the uh, to stop the spread of CWD. They're not going to stop the spread. What they're Of doing, course they're not. They're going to do everything they can to prevent it let me go from ahead being and, done uh, let me go, go ahead. ahead and reiterate that this has nothing to do with the officers in the field 
Okay, this has nothing to do with the guys who are out there trying to make things better for all of us by catching the bad guys doing bad things out in the woods. We're talking about the head up commission guys and all that stuff. So don't don't treat the guns with a gun belt. Don't treat the guys with the gun no, belts no, 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 like no. crap. It's not on them. Okay? No, we came to the commission a while back with the discussion of CWD, and the commissioners did not feel comfortable at that time passing a, a rule or, or something and left it up to the executive director of FWC to pass a rule on his, on his own with the with you know to try and do something for to limit the importation of deer carcasses um, and they did it on their own and now they're looking to do it via rule and get more public input because last time they went up there they did not have any public input and so now did what they want any well no okay <laughs> that 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 was the whole point they really probably weren't looking for it and they kind of got got their hands slapped for for not doing it and this is this they're going to have a whole series of meetings throughout the state starting on March 2nd down in Palm Beach Gardens and ending March 25th in Tallahassee and but they're going to be uh they're going to be in Winter Haven, Melbourne, Orange Park, Ocala, Milton, Panama City and then uh then Trailer Hatchie. So. Yeah. And and starting March third on March third is the Winter Haven, which is the closest to the Tampa Bay area here, um, and that that'll be at Polk State College. and And Jonathan rags on them all the time for always having the meetings during the day when the working man can't go. But these are from six to eight p.m. in the evening. Every one of these meetings are after the normal business at day. For what what. Uh... What day is that? It's uh, do you remember what day it is? March third. Yeah. No. What? What? Look I would. I think in that might be a Tuesday, but. All right. Um, go ahead. But. Uh, Are you looking yeah, on your calendar? March March third is Tuesday. It's so a this Tuesday. coming Tuesday is the meeting. This coming Tuesday. This coming Tuesday. Oh yeah. Is a meeting, in uh, Winter Haven at Polk State College. Dealing with CWD and what they're looking to do as far as put rules in place to stop or limit it. And I'm all about the science. We definitely, if we can, if we can prevent CWD from coming into the state, we should. A number of years back, they stopped the ban. They put a ban in on bringing in live servants from out of state into the state of Florida. Right. And that was done to help deal with the possibility of bringing in CWD from another part of the United States or somewhere else, bringing it in and, and introducing that into the, the population here in Florida. The things they did not do at the time was dealing with any of the stuff like the potential deer urines. Um, the Believe it or not, they, there is a considerable market for bringing in um, – servant semen and different stuff to interject into the stock that's already in a lot of these wild game, you know, farms or, mm -hmm. or preserves. Or Which never seemed to work out too well when you bring in northern deer genes into a hot uh, environment down here in Florida. Well, It doesn't seem to work out very well. But, you know, on that note, 
you know, not just deer hunters need to be concerned about this. You got processors like Owls Wild Meats. Owls kind of got you know got to speak up. Taxidermists, I mean, they got to speak up immensely because some of the rules that they're thinking about uh, may affect them in a large, large way. I mean, you already have importation of others uh, that deer they'll never see because they were shot in Tennessee or Kentucky or whatever, and they'll never make it to the state of Florida unless they're already in the form of a mount. And so, and, and so there's issues that you know it, it's hurting our business in the taxidermy world. Um, you turn around, you have people taking their meats, they're doing the best they can and trying to comply with rules of taking every bone matter out. Right. And then they take it to a processor and say, hey, I'd like some steaks. And the guy looks at you and says, yeah, you'd like steak, but you're not going to get steak out of... After you butchered it up like this. After you butchered it like that. You just can't cut a steak out of that. Um, So... I'm all for trying to keep CWD out, and I'm for doing things that are reasonable. Um, Did you uh, take a look at the online uh, areas where you can actually go comment? Can you do that before the you meetings? You can do that. Done? You can do that so all through go, the time, yes. You can go that now. You can go on there and do it? You Correct. Can, is, is there any question and answer type things when they do those, or is it just like you need to be the next Shakespeare and be able to uh, write down an eloquent speech that you give to them about how you feel about it because you know for a lot of guys like that it's not an easy thing to do well this is a this is the thing that uh, you comment all you want on these forms i can tell you how it's going to be consolidated up for the most part the hunters and the people we spoke to are generally for preventing cwd to come into the state and taking some form of measures in order to prevent that from happening. You know, your your detailed comments are probably going to be watered down by the time they get there. But what what we have here is a situation where I don't mind not being able to bring in the brain matter. I'm okay with that. CWD, high probability, high risk area. Spinal column. I'm okay with saying I can't bring in a spine. Deer shoulder, deer ham bone, I got a problem with. I like that bone. <clears throat> yeah, I, I you know, I, quarter it out, you know, okay. and it's easier to transport, it's easier to cook. It's, it, it, it's easier uh, when you take flavor. it to the, the processor if right. you're one that takes it to it. They only have one surface area to try and get all the hairs off of and clean up. They can cut all your meats out of. These are what we call low-risk pieces of meat or well, you or, call it that but what would no, they no, call even that? the state but if you turned around and you put the rule in place this is my preference on the rule is don't prevent me from getting it put a rule that says i gotta properly dispose of it if it comes in here they already have that okay but what they're trying to do is take the people who have been leader conservationists and this is this is a point somebody else had made to me hunters have been the lead conservation people in this the united states and we have more people trying to do the the wildlife good and you're putting all the burden onto that group of people when they can be treated as responsible people and properly dispose of whatever comes in but they're not looking to do that. They're looking to say you can bring no bone in and say you 
are not a responsible individual. And I, you know, in addition to that, they're not looking to stop taking and letting you bring in cents. When they looked to put a ban on census last time, it wasn't on. You could bring all the cents into Florida you wanted. Cents as in deer lure, deer, deer pellets, yeah, deer urine. Tarsal gland, any of that stuff All that, like you that. can bring yeah. it all in. Yeah. You just as a hunter were, you could not put it out in the landscape. Okay? So if it was good enough for there, I should be able to do the same thing with the carcass. I can bring it here. And I'm not talking about... I got a dead deer with a hide and everything on it. I don't, I'm okay with saying you need to at least get it into a cooler before you come back. Well, that's true. Now, I, I actually went on and I followed the link and I went to the online comments thing just to see if it was uh, a writing of a dissertation or something like that before you do it. And uh, literally, I put my email, you know, they ask for your name, your email address. And uh, if you're affiliated with a company or anything else like that, they ask for that too. But so I went to the first click, went through and all that stuff. And so the first thing they ask you is importation of whole deer carcass. Uh, the draft rule amendment would prohibit importing whole deer or elk, moose, caribou, or any other member of the deer family carcasses or carcasses parts from out of state except for deboned meat, finished taxidermy mounts, antlers and hides, skulls, skull caps, and teeth, if all soft tissue is removed, white-tailed deer harvested from properties in Georgia or Alabama, if such property is bisected by the Florida state line, is under the same ownership and exempt from carcass importation limitations. So that's the first thing they ask you. And then they give you three choices. You support that, not support it, or no preference. And then they leave a place down at the bottom if you'd like additional comments that you could put in there. So that's just an example of, of the kind of things that you'll uh, go through and be able to ask or, or, or at least answer if you can't make it to the meetings, which they actually, you seem to think that they take this into consideration. They do. But like I said, it's going to be it's going to be kind of watered down. Well, the thing is, is that at least the hunter's voice is being heard. Um, now, I understand that, you know. Anybody can take this test. Anybody can go in there and take this question and answer. So any animal rights person can go in there as well and say and click not supported for all of them. And those could skew the numbers dramatically. So my advice to you would be if you're not going to be able to attend any of the meetings around the state of Florida, for the good Lord's sake, you need to go in there and at least fill out the questionnaire. Sure. It could be because as we as everybody says, kinda of like during the voting time, if you're not gonna go let your voice be heard, then you got nothing to complain about when all of a sudden you find out that you can't do anything anymore. See, the, the, currently the way the l rule wrote was written, it allowed me for having finished meat cuts. So I could turn around. If there was a bone in my steak, I'm okay. Okay? Yeah, I'm all that, right with that's, that. It's, it's a wrapped and packed piece of meat. I was legal bringing it in. And I believe that was the intention that that is that's what we call finished goods. OK, and that is not going to be spewn out in the landscape. And even if you needed to put in the rule that says you must properly dispose of any deer pieces, but that's not what they're proposing. They're proposing banning it. And there's a much more high probability of 
the stuff coming in in a lymph node, which isn't banned. But we'll go for, through it a little bit more after the break. All right. Well, <clears throat> I'm waiting on Tom. So just so you know, I completed the entire thing. It was one question, one question only. That was it. That question that I read to you was the only one. And they were like, thank you for providing your input of the proposed rule change and your continued support of the Florida Fish and Wildlife. And you just pushed done. And that was it. So I put in my two cents and it's done. Yeah. It took. It would take you literally three minutes. All right. We are the Big and Wild Outdoors. We are brought to you by G5 Feeding Outdoors and our good friends at Brandon Ford. Stay right here. More to come. We'll be right back. The ladies all adore him. They think he's better than the rest. Now we all came to see the show. Leave nature alone. It's amazing how many we can all come up with solutions. That that so oxygen is a bad thing. Leave <coughs> welcome, nature alone. Welcome back, everybody. It's a big and wild outdoors. Braden and Jonathan uh, are are not really here. I'm not here. Jonathan's gone. He's going out to open up Arrowhead to be out there till five o'clock. Go out and visit him with him today. It's just really me and Bill George and Diego in the studio right now. I'm heading over to G5 after the show a little bit later on this afternoon. So if you want to swing by and say hi, that's all good. I'll be hanging out there till you, about. You Ocho. think Jonathan will make the CWD meeting? Probably not because he has to work. If he's had to open the shop, man, he's got to. This you know, is Tuesday at 6 p.m. He's got vacation people. That's why he's at the shop right now. So he's got. It's to, Winter Haven. It's less than an hour from the shop. He closes at 5. That's it's between, a whole that's hour. Be, that's between you and him. I didn't have to attend the meeting. I put in my two cents right there online, right there before we even went to break. It was a done deal. One question, one question only. Yeah. And uh, you can also write your comments if you want to clarify why you are either for it or against it or you just don't care. You have, uh, you know, either way, they give you those three choices. Yes, no, or you know, no preference. Don't really care, in other words. So uh, you could do that. Uh, it was funny because during the break we covered, uh, let's see, Red Tide. Red Tide. <laughs> and the brain-eating amoeba, too, I think. Well, right? my thing, you were looking at the website and you saw the Red Tide update. and Yeah. My comment was, why don't we take all those spray boats that are out there killing all the vegetation and we'll go dump a bunch of chemical in the ocean and kill it, all that Red Tide. A, it's an algae, so yeah, an algicide would be uh, probably a good thing to put out you there. Know? And so Braden goes to the amoebas that's down there that kill people, and let's just dump a bunch of oxygen creating tablets in every body of water and kill all the amoebas. Yeah, because they live in an area where there's low oxygen, and they uh, live in that layer of, uh, down there in the bottom. The fish would love it, and it would also keep down the uh, plant life because... They need carbon dioxide to live, so maybe it's an easier way of doing it than going maybe, out there and spraying tons of chemicals. Something. Hey, it, it could be done. Just so you know, if you go and uh, this is why it's so important to sign up for the FWC newsletters, because if you don't know and if you don't keep up with it, then things happen that you don't know about, and then all of a sudden you show up at G5 and go, yeah, I just got back from uh, Tennessee, man, killed five deer. I go, did you report those when you came in? What? What report? 
You got to do a report when you do that. You got to when you bring them in from the state. When did that happen? I mean, uh, seriously. I mean, so many people don't know what's going on around the area. But it also is a good way to know when Snapper is opening up or when the governor says, hey, I've changed my mind and decided to open up uh, Amberjack for a weekend or whatever it is. If you don't know about those alerts, if you don't get them, then you're the guy who's either left out or you're doing something illegal, perhaps. So, you know, it's a good thing to go do that. You can go to myfwc.com, sign up for the newsletter and get it on your phone and wherever else you want to get it. But if you don't know, then you turn around and you sit there and say, well, as far as I know, Trout and Snook were open. I didn't get, I didn't get a notice of emergency closure. Yeah, well, on this one, like uh, like this one right here, you go to the Red Tide one, and you have to go clickety-click-click-click before you get an answer. Uh, if you want the predictions of what the, uh, of what the people at the Ocean Circulation Group are predicting, the College of Marine Science at the University of South Florida, uh, looking at the upper water column where they're doing all the testing, it's basically just a... Squig- bunch of squiggly. <laughs> I'm going to show this to Bill George because it's just a bunch of squiggly little lines. See yeah. those little black lines on there? Those represent, as it says here on the key on the side, drifter, which doesn't really explain anything where they might have been a drift or a little area of red tide that's not really affecting anything. In the lower water column trajectories, in the upper water co- upper concentrations, um, this is the. Let me show you the map now of what they're saying of the concentrations here in the state of Florida. Oh, is all that blue red tide? Okay, what that blue represents, because there's no other colors on the map itself, means that there's absolutely nothing, even worth registering out there anywhere in from. Oh, it just happens to be that same area that's closed off <clears throat> all the way up to north uh, into Tampa Bay, all the way down into Anna Maria Island, down there by Sarasota Bay, all that stuff. Doesn't seem to be any. None. At least not in concentration. The emergency's over. Yeah, so apparently uh, we got to close down fishing for an entire year <clears throat> because there's nothing there. Yeah. Got to make sure that, uh, you know, just in case something might pop up. Now, is there any more of the CW talk that you want to get through here before we get out of here? No, no, I plan on going there. I, I talked to one of the captains that is going to be there from from law enforcement, and I asked him if I should bring my deer bones that I brought back from Pennsylvania with me, but he didn't respond. <laughs> were you just being facetious? Is that what you were doing? You were just trying to be mean and see what he would say because those officers can't do anything about that. I mean, in reality, how are they even going to prove that it came from Pennsylvania unless they do a DNA test? Well, I, I got a, I got a Florida report number on that deer. Which is what? Says it was shot in Alabama? No. <laughs> Georgia? Shot, it was shot in Florida. Oh, okay. It was shot in Florida. Gotcha. Yeah. I understand. All right. Well, hey, don't forget. <laughs> go to our Facebook page. Make sure you kind of keep it on there. You know, follow the page. Do all that kind of good stuff because... We usually, on these kind of events like this, we, we like to post it on there so that you keep track of it in case you have not signed up for the FWC newsletters. And most importantly, we have the uh, link on there, the information on there for the Panfish Challenge coming up in June. 
It's on June 20th out of Panavista Lodge on Lake Panasofsky. It's going to be our sixth annual Panfish Challenge. You could come up there. You could uh, bring all the kids. Bring them up. If you, uh, bring, bring a group of them from church, whatever. I don't care. Just get a pontoon boat, show up and do your thing. Go out and fish. You can win some fabulous prizes. Well, we got uh, silent auctions. We got 50-50 tickets, you know, all that kind of good stuff. So, And this is this is not a fundraiser for the Big and Wild or the nope. Pana Vista Lodge. This Everyday is Blessings. Everyday and, Blessings. And the FFA. Yes. So that's that's where the money goes. So you're helping uh, kids stay together who are in a situation that they have no control over. They don't like to split up siblings, so they put them in foster homes together so they're not spread all over the country or across. Uh, wherever they're from and uh also the ffa making farmers you know future farmers of america and uh you know those guys grow our food and raise our our beef so we support them any way we can and so your 25 dollar basically entry fee and everything that you spend there on uh 50 50 or on um any of the raffle items all that stuff goes goes right yeah. to them so and and so if you want to register early go ahead and register i would the worst case scenario is that 25 dollars goes to a good cause and you didn't show up but by pre-registering it makes sure that we have enough stuff uh as far as fishing poles food. and everything else food. for all the people who are going to show up yeah food and drinks and all that other stuff like that uh which is strictly on a donation basis. We don't ask yeah. for, you know, we don't charge you any money for that. If you want to come up there and get a couple of sausages, a couple of hot dogs, a bag of chips, a couple of Cokes, whatever, um, we, you know, if there's a donation uh, bowl right there, you can throw whatever and, you want in. And Braden is not doing the weigh-in. No, I'm not. <laughs> it is done by a reputable Fish biologist with a certified scale. Yeah, FWC does all that kind of good stuff. But it's $25 per boat if you registered before the event, $35 per boat if you do it the day of the event. And as long as your boat holds, uh, is allowed by the Coast Guard standards to hold, you know, 10 people at 790 pounds or whatever, load it up. I mean, uh, we, we just go by... You know what your boat is capable of doing, and we charge by the boat, not by the person. So, if you got a big giant thirty-foot uh, pontoon boat, and you can safely put twelve people on there, get them out there and start out there and start culling. Hey, throw the little ones back, put the big ones in the in the holder, and bring them in for way. And if you don't, if you still have room on your boat, find a kid to take. Exactly. And I mean, I I talked to my son about it uh, the other day. We were going to school. I said. Make sure you put the word out there around school. If anybody wants to come up, if you got any close buddies or something, we can find a place to put them in the cabin if you want to, if they want to ride up with us. And if not, you know, they got boats. Their parents have got boats. They've taken be out fishing out on Lake Seminole and some other places. I said, have them haul it up there. Come up there and go out and go fish for the day. It'll be a good time had by all. Saturday, June 20th. We'll tell you more about it as we get on because we want to fill this thing up. I want to give Jim Vale a heart attack. I want 150 boats to show up. No. Yeah, that'd be awesome. <laughs> we had Not, 75 last year. We want to get up to at least 100. I, I had to check them in, so no, we don't. 75's a lot. We'll see you next weekend. It's the Big Wild Outdoors, brought to you by G5 Feeding Outdoors and Brandon Ford. See you next weekend.